Hi, my name is Felix Krüger and I'm your host. If this is your first time tuning into the State of Sales Enablement podcast, welcome and thanks for your support. If you work closely with the B2B enterprise sales team in your role, make sure to check out the free on-demand training provided by Kruger Marketing, my business and the sponsor of this podcast. The training breaks down the steps required to shorten sales cycles with the effective use of content. To access the free training session, visit thisstateofsalesenablement.com slash content. That's thisstateofsalesenablement.com slash content. Welcome to the State of Sales Enablement Podcast with your host, Felix Kruger. Insights and actionable advice from B2B marketing and sales experts that share what it takes to achieve sales enablement excellence. My guest in today's episode has pioneered enterprise sales enablement long before sales enablement has appeared on the radar of the mainstream. Today, she's heading up APEC marketing for a leading sales enablement technology platform that powers brands like IBM, Telstra, Australia Post, American Express, Allianz, and PayPal. She is the founding member and Australian chapter president of the Sales Enablement Society, the globally most influential network of sales enablement professionals. In this interview, we speak to the the APEC CMO at Seismic, Iris Chan. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Iris. Thank you very much, Felix, for having me. So for those of you who don't know you in the Seismic space, what has your career journey been so far and what do you do now? Yeah, I'm currently the Chief Marketing Officer for Asia Pacific and Japan at Seismic. And as you've mentioned, Seismic is a sales enablement platform. Most recently, my role has expanded to lead the sales development team in the region as well. So I am carrying both a marketing hat as well as a sales hat. I've spent over 20 years in technology marketing and sales enablement. My passion for sales enablement was really cemented when I headed the sales enablement function for APAC and Japan and Greater China at Cisco. And I also had the opportunity to drive sales enablement programs when I was leading marketing at the digital business group at IBM. So I would say throughout my career, sales enablement has been an ongoing feature. And I feel like, you know, it's such a great privilege to be able to work in a company where I can marry my skills in marketing and also my passion for sales enablement. Sounds good. And what does Seismic exactly do? Like how does Seismic fit into the whole sales enablement space? That's a great question, Felix. Seismic unites sales, marketing, and go-to-market teams to optimize the customer experience using content discovery, automation, and analytics. Recently, we've also entered the social selling space through the acquisition of a social media engagement platform called Grapevine 6. The new combined offering, which is Seismic Live Social, would really help our customers augment their capabilities in virtual selling. Yeah, so you can really tell that there has been quite an evolution in sales enablement, especially from a technology point of view now with tools like Seismic offering more and more firepower to a sales team. But you having operated in that space for quite some time now, like what's your view on how sales enablement has evolved? What has really changed from the early days up until now? Yeah, in the early days, sales enablement has always been seen as just sales training. That has been the concept for a long time and still seen by a lot of organizations as just sales training. However, in recent years, this definition of sales enablement has expanded and it covers not only just sales training, but also the 
content processes, technologies, and practices across multiple functions within an organization to drive sales performance, and more importantly, to deliver value to customers. So that's a much broader definition of sales enablement. And what I've also seen is that there are now more and more dedicated sales enablement roles. And even functions within organizations. I have to give some credit to one of my longtime friends, Paul Krajewski. He runs a blog on sales enablement, and he's been tracking the search traffic on Google on the term search enablement. And he found that there are actually spikes in the Google search traffic in 2020, and it seems to be a trend worldwide, except for the United States. And he's also observed that. There has been a compound annual growth rate of over thirty percent for people with sales enablement in their role titles within LinkedIn since two thousand and seventeen. So I think those are really revealing stats and metrics to show that more and more organizations are embracing sales enablement as a functional role and as a field, basically an organizational capability within their company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can only agree with that. I've seen the stats, and it's pretty incredible. Incredible how quickly the space moves, and I can only remember previous roles that I've been operating in. There were sales enablement teams, but they weren't called exactly that, right? So I think there's a bit of a mindset shift happening to really focus on sales as a function and really align the organization to do everything you can to set them up for success. I agree with you. Now you're interacting with businesses practicing sales enablement all the time, right? Being a marketer at Seismic. So, what's your insight into the things that businesses have in common that practice effective sales enablement? Yeah, another great question there, Felix. What we've noticed in working with customers is that those organizations that practice effective sales enablement tend to have a number of key characteristics. The first one is that they tend to have a centralized Hop for consolidating content and making it really easy for their sales reps to access content and share content with prospects or customers. That's number one. Secondly, we've also found that companies that do well are the ones who've been able to automate content customization at scale, and that was also one of the reasons why they have. Come to Seismic because they were looking to be able to drive efficiencies and a much more personalized experience with their buyers through content personalization. And how do you do that at scale, at volume, at speed, so it becomes really efficient for the sales reps is key. The third area that we see effective sales enablement is with the ability to capture engagement insights from the prospective buyers or from existing customers, particularly with the fact that now everything has pivoted to digital and virtual. From a selling standpoint, these digital cues become even more important. It's really mission critical for the sellers to be able to capture the signals. From their prospects and their customers, and having these engagement insights from their customers become really the glue here for them to drive a closer engagement for them to be able to accelerate their deals. The next thing that I have noticed is that organizations doing sales enablement very well tend to also have guided selling in their organization. In other words, they would integrate their CRMs with their sales enablement platforms, and through that. Integration, they're able to guide their sellers through when. 
when's the best time to take the next best action? Whether it's sharing a piece of content or following up with the prospect and discussing specific topics with the prospect. So this is what we call guided selling, and you can enable this type of guided selling through having really robust data and analytics, and that is something super important. In fact, Corn Ferry did some research, and they found that adding sales analytics to the CRM and marrying a very strong sales process with them actually increases the win rates by another thirteen percent versus just having formal sales processes wow. alone. Yeah, so that is something to really think about. If you already have these systems and tools, it's really important to bring them together and look at how you can drive synergies across systems and processes. The other area that I also wanted to share was around some research that Serious Decisions has done, and they found that high-performing sales organizations tend to measure the effectiveness of their content assets shared by sellers. And they found that the high-performing organizations are actually 28% more likely to do that correlation. And this is really helping them to look at what's the best time to share the sales content, and also how are the buyers engaged. Aging with the content, and how can we use that insight to drive the next conversation, to tailor the engagement, and to move deals forward? So I think that's really, really important. So overall, what we're seeing is that organizations that do sales enablement well, they see higher win rates. They see greater, faster sales acceleration, and they also get more clients. They win more new clients. In fact, we had a customer in the financial services space where they were using a sales enablement platform like Seismic, and they saw a fifty percent increase in new client acquisition. And we also found that clients were getting much higher customer engagement rates in excess of thirty percent.、Mm. So I think you know those are very, very telling signs that you're doing sales enablement. Very well. I think it's really interesting what you say around the remote sales enablement in particular. Now during the pandemic, I think if you don't have the right data points in place, it's really hard to actually gauge what the engagement is and what's actually happening on the prospects. And from your point of view, what are some of the data points that you use to to measure engagement? Yeah, the measuring of the engagement can be done in a number of ways. You can obviously look at the very basic, which is did the buyer open the document and、mm. perhaps did they download the document. But with the sales enablement platforms and the advanced technologies, you can actually drill down even deeper. You can now get page by page analytics on the prospect viewing the piece of document that you shared. So you'll be able to tell John has spent. Two seconds on page one, he skipped pages three, four, five, and he spent three minutes on page ten. So, with that kind of granular insight, you would be able to know what's truly resonating with the buyer, and you can just zoom in on those specific key points on page ten that. Was really resonating, and you can tailor the conversation, have a really targeted discussion with the buyer, and help to move deals forward that way. So、mm. that's what we've been able to track, and obviously with videos, you can track the duration of the viewing as well. Yeah, it's amazing what sort of opportunity it offers to pick up signals that you otherwise wouldn't pick up if you wouldn't deliver that content in a digital way. Yes, and if I may add to that as well, you can now even get real-time alerts. So if someone was interacting and viewing your document as a seller, you get a notification, so you know someone is looking at that document and who that person is, and you will be able to know that's the right time for me to reach、yeah. out and follow up. 
And if you take the range of all organizations that you're interacting with, obviously on the more mature end, you have organizations that are using all the tech tools, they're all integrated, they're already seeing the benefits of utilizing technology as part of sales enablement. And then you have the other end of the scale with organizations that might just have started their sales enablement journey and are trying to get early traction. What are the things that those organizations are struggling the most? Like what are the most common challenges in the more immature parts of the sales enablement market? I think there are a number of challenges that organizations that haven't started on that journey have to face. The first one is to build the business case and justify the need for having sales enablement, helping their stakeholders and executive management understand the true value of sales enablement, that it is not just sales training, it is a lot more. So for them, it is that education, it is that helping their stakeholders understand what sales enablement can do, the potential potential value and creating a strong business case to make investments from a resource standpoint and, you know, from a talent standpoint in this area. The other piece that I see a lot of organizations phase is around the fact that they are perhaps trying to boil the ocean. They're trying to do something quite ambitious. What we need to look at is really thinking big, but starting small. So looking at something you can achieve right now, starting somewhere and making a step and then looking at a phased approach to rolling out sales enablement. If you do that, you'll find that it is a lot more digestible. It is a lot easier to get started. It is less daunting. And you can also start to plan your roadmap and resources a lot better that way. So that is, to me, one of the biggest challenges is how to get started and where to get started. And that's where organizations like Seismic come into play because we have been helping organizations start that journey and mm. provide the expertise and also the insights on how they can embark on that journey and what they need to consider. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think across really every area of business, but sales enablement in particular, I think vendors are really underutilized resource when it comes to getting traction and getting that internal buy-in and learning best practice across the market, right? Because they have all the experience, all the information that you need to get started and not utilizing that is a really big missed opportunity. Yes, I agree. And in terms of sales enablement trends, was there anything in particular that you have observed in 2020 and did you expect to see in a new year? In terms of sales enablement trends, I see some emerging trends in 2020 that will carry on into 2021. The first one is AI-driven guided selling. So AI obviously is getting very popular and more and more businesses are using the power of AI in different parts of the business. So what we see would be AI would actually help to guide sellers and what would be the next best action and what would be the kind of information they need to share with buyers and so on. And this requires a really strong data and analytics foundation on how you're engaging the buyer and also other operational data in order for AI to be effective. The second area that I'm seeing is buyer enablement. We started seeing that in 2020 and this will continue in 2021. So what that means is it's more than just enabling sellers. You have to also enable buyers during the buying journey. 
How are you providing them with resources to help them build the business case? How are you helping them to make it really easy to look at a roadmap and implementation for the solution that they're looking to purchase? So all of those things help with the buyer enablement. It is helping the buyers make sense of all the different options they have and the information overload that they are probably facing as a result of so many different offerings out there, and also the space being more and more crowded with virtual interactions. I also see that sales enablement will be playing a key role in go-to-market alignment. So it will be the connector tissue bringing together different parts of the organization, such as. Sales ops or marketing and all these different functions like customer success or customer support and bringing them together. So you'll start to see a fusing of a lot of these operational functions as well. Last but not least, one of the areas that is starting to take more and more shape is around situational enablement or dynamic enablement, and some people call it just-in-time enablement. What that means is, in the past, traditionally, enablement has always been more of a training function and coaching function, and it tends to happen in a specific time at a specific moment, and maybe you know during a sales kickoff at the start of the financial year or something, or There would be regular training courses that sales reps have to drop everything they're doing and go and attend these training classes or training courses. Now that is going to change and evolve over time. There'll be more and more situational enablement where it's very dynamic. It's on the fly. It's related to the specific sales scenario. It is right within the opportunity that the seller is working on. And increasingly, enablement leaders would have to be providing. That kind of very timely enablement on the go, on the flight during the progress of the deal. This is what I see would be one of the biggest trends as well coming into twenty twenty one. Sounds awesome. I think AI probably also plays a big role in crunching that data and creating those insights and perspectives required to then make those decisions, right? Absolutely, and yeah. that's why I was talking about the fact that it's really important to have the right content at the right time and being able to measure the data and analytics to、mm. drive action. I think what I love about AI and sales enablement is because the data and the information provided is so close to the actual revenue generation. It's a really good use case for. For AI for a lot of organizations, especially for those organizations that are unsure about it and consider it to be this murky technology where it's really hard to prove the ROI. If you actually apply that to sales and sales enablement, it can be much easier to make the business case, I guess. Absolutely, and one of the key measures around sales performance is also sales productivity, and that is the major advantage of having a sales enablement platform. Research has shown that sellers are spending. Thirty hours a month, on average, trying to find content and tailor content for the clients. So imagine if you're able to have a centralized content hub where it's so easy for them to access content. They don't have to go on a wild goose chase to find the right material. And if you can utilize automation to help them scale the customization process of the content, you're going to be able to give selling time back to the field, and that is perhaps the biggest gift for them. You know, the gift of time, being able to then utilize the saved time to get in front of the buyers and customers and engage with the prospects. So I believe that. 
it's really going to shift the needle from a productivity standpoint when you put sales enablement technologies in place and when you have a really robust sales methodology. Yeah, I guess also comes back to focus, right? Because the more focus you have in your organization, the better the results that you're able to create, as you mentioned earlier. And if you have a sales team that spends too much time creating content rather than being out there selling, you lose a lot of that focus. Absolutely. Yep. So you are one of the presidents of the Sales Enablement Society of the Australian chapter. Amazing resource. Spent a lot of time on there already. So how can listeners who want to be more immersed in the Sales Enablement community get involved and become members of that global forum and network? Yes, Felix, you've touched on a subject that I am super passionate about. So outside of my day job, as you mentioned, I am the chapter president for Australia with the Sales Enablement Society. And we are a nonprofit organization galvanizing an entire community of sales enablement leaders and practitioners worldwide so they can come together and learn from one another. They can share best practices. They can network in order to be able to grow professionally, to be able to do their jobs more effectively, and also to elevate their function within the company they work for. So we run regular meetups, and obviously given current circumstances, they have been virtual. However, we are really excited about 2021 being able to continue providing knowledge sharing opportunities with members and also grow our membership base. So we really welcome more practitioners and those roles that are related to sales enablement to also come along and join. So you can find out more information about the Sales Enablement Society at sesociety.org or you can get in touch with me as well. That's right. And how can people connect with you online? I am most active on LinkedIn, so that's the best way to get hold of me. You can send me a LinkedIn request to connect and we can get together and chat more about sales enablement. Thank you so much for joining today, Aros. It was great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Felix, for having me. And that was it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share the episode with your favorite sales enablement colleague. To subscribe and receive perks like early episode access and bonus content, visit thisstateofsalesenablement.com. Thanks so much for joining and I'll speak to you in the next one. Next time on The State of Sales Enablement. You probably got 30 seconds or if you're lucky 60 to get your key message across about a new launch or a new product or a new initiative. So yeah. if you haven't nailed it in that first 30 or 60 seconds, then you might be onto a loser, but it's perfectly doable. If your business is like 96% of all B2B companies selling remotely, chances are that your sales cycles have become longer and buyers less responsive since the pandemic started. The most successful B2B sales teams are able to reduce friction during long sales cycles by being strategic about the way they use content to engage and educate buyers. Kruger Marketing, the sponsor of this podcast, has developed a system called Content Enabled Sales, which helps B2B enterprise sales teams to shorten the sales cycle length by strategically using content during the sales process. Listeners of this podcast gain free access to a training session that teaches you how to shorten the most complex B2B enterprise sales cycles with content. To view the on-demand training session, visit thestateofsalesenablement.com slash content. That's thestateofsalesenablement.com slash content.